December. You know what the fuck it is. Aries and Andy, you and the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. We lick. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tits. Airy Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. Howdy, boys and girls. Can you guess where we are? Yee! Dallas, Texas, baby. It is fucking cold, dude. Uh, 17. Right? Dude, I had to turn the heat on. I did, too. I turned the AC back on because it got too hot. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I got up this morning feeling like crap. My that throat was, was hurting. Um, but it was fucking icicles in the bed and I tried to hold out. Like I just really wrapped myself in the sheets <laughs> and fucking was like, I'm going to get my warmth from the comforter and the sheet. But man, that I looked at my fucking phone and it said, was it something? Teens. 17. It's in the teens. Yeah. I said, Oh, I got to turn the heat on. And then it started getting toasty and I liked it. I, uh, I went to bed last night, put it at 72 when I went to bed so that I wouldn't have any problems. I wasn't taking any chances. And you know where my view is, is the pool and the basketball court. And I looked at that water and I went, how quick would you get hypothermia if you jumped in that water right now? It wouldn't get that far. You get in and out. Get in and out. And get your energy going. Shit. 17 <laughs> degrees? I know that shit was ice bath. Yeah. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't recommend it. It's, it got real cold. It, they were, we were worried that there, and you know, knock on wood, the snow. Because we're supposed to leave tomorrow. Yeah, the, there was a flurry to, today and doesn't show one for tomorrow. So hopefully everything goes well. We can still get out of here. Dude, but it's going to be cold I, tomorrow. Well, 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 that don't mean shit. We just out of here, though. Yeah, but. But my thing was, I looked at the weather and uh, it's, and you even told me last night, 45% chance of snow. And it showed that there were flurries. I looked out my window. I didn't see no flurries. No, nothing over here where we were. Yeah. So. Same thing in Jersey, uh, <clears throat> where I'm at. But yeah, so hopefully it won't interrupt our shows uh, for today, which have all been sold out. The uh, thing that's going to interrupt our show is the, the playoff game that Dallas is playing today. We got to, But that's during the day, though, right? It started at th- it's supposed to start at 3. It had, was supposed to start at 3.30. I don't oh, know if it started yet. So uh, I was going to check that right now, too, just to see if they got going because... Yeah, they got going, and uh, it's uh, it's in the first quarter, and Green Bay is up by a yeah, touchdown. Yeah, we'd be all right. Yeah. And if they win, then, you know, be in good spirits. Yeah, if they lose. It'll be another day at the office for Dallas. I didn't even know they were doing that good. 12 and 5. Yeah. Shit. Um, well, you know, my boy Red Rock. Remember Red uh-huh, Rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he took me to go do this podcast I had to go do yesterday. And, uh, you know, he, he, he that's when he had told me that, yeah, we, they 12 and 5. Shit. Look at that. Um, so, yeah, tomorrow, Monday, 
Hopefully, if it don't come, if it didn't come by today, like they predicted, then chances are we good. Then. Yeah, it's supposed to be good tomorrow. It's, yeah. supposed to, it's just supposed to be cold. Yeah. As long as it's not wet or cold, <clears throat> you're good. Right. Actually, I like some of my twat wet and cold. I don't like it cold. It's got to be warm. I would think you, you would prefer warm. Cold twat is like cold jizz, but we went down this road. <laughs> Uh, before we get to the meat and potatoes, um, real quick, uh, I stumbled on this as I was downloading uh, the I, the three identical strangers, which was recommended to us from Amazon Prime. I, I ran across this gem that's going to be coming up. We're going to discuss next week, so we're giving you guys the heads up so you can be on point with us. Thriller Forty, the fortieth anniversary of Thriller, Michael Jackson. It's available, at, you know, it, it, I got it from Apple TV. You said Paramount? Paramount and Showtime, I guess, are team. Yeah, Showtime uh, is releasing it. But it's available on Apple TV right now, Showtime, uh, and I guess Paramount. Uh, and it's about, you know, the Thriller album and the impact of that album and Michael Jackson. I already watched it. I already did my notes. It is a must-fucking-watch. Come on, man. I don't need to sell this. It's Michael Jackson, the greatest pop icon, star, legend of the, the world has ever seen. And it's going to be a great talk uh, between me and this Jew here. It's Jew, matter fuck you. Give, give, give me a couple of steps here, Spider. Uh, it's going to be a good, a good conversation, I think. Um, so be prepared for that next week, guys, because, you know, we're going to dive into some race talk uh, about the documentary. I was telling y'all about Stamp from the beginning and this uh, three identical strangers about these three Jews who were uh, separated at Boyth and uh, met up when they were in the 20s. In the 80s in New in York. In the 80s in New York. Uh, so before we get to that, though, real quick. So uh, Godfrey called me and was like, yo. And, and you know, I knew that we, Joe Coy was hosting the Golden Gloves. Golden Gloves. The Golden Gloves. Globes. Gloves, yeah, the gloves are the yeah. boxing. Yeah, uh, but I didn't I didn't really, I, I just knew about it. I just didn't watch it. Uh, why would I watch any award show, really? Uh, and he was like, yo, man, I heard he stunk to join up. I was like, what? Which, you know, was surprising to me, because let me, let me tell you something, hands down, and let me get this man his flowers. Joe Coy is one of the most talented comedians in the fucking game. This dude is a beast, man. Uh, from start to finish, you know, his, 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 uh, I hope I'm using the word, ascension, ascension, ascension when you rise. Yeah. Uh, you know, he set the record at the Brea Improv. I think it's either 12 or 14 consecutive sold out shows where he started on like, I think a Tuesday all the way through Sunday and did 12 back to back shows completely sold out. And now he's doing arenas and shit. So Joe Coy is a beast but when you watch the footage first of all I, I i you know unless they did some sort of trickery with the uh applause button where they because every piece of footage that i saw they were laughing you know and, and certain celebrities that they cut to were laughing but there was some backlash there was some things said uh it was called a racist uh by some people some critics for some of his jokes uh, certain jokes didn't land. And and then, you know, they would cut to certain other people's faces. Like I, I said, Andy a clip where he tells one joke 
What's the old chick, Meridian? She's in the, 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 the sequel to Shazam. The old sexy chick. Uh, she's sitting next to Harrison Ford, and Har- Harrison just, like, cut her a look and looked down, like, who is this dude? And, you know, as a comic, you got to feel for him. And I did because, listen, I've never done an award show. First of all, and I've always said, hosting, I would never want that gig. Because I don't care how funny you are as a stand-up, that's just a different gig. I like to do my thing, bada boom, bada bing, and be out. All that me going up, doing a little bit of time, introducing motherfuckers, coming back and forth between commercial break. I have no interest in that. And, and two, because I'm acknowledging that's a hard gig, man. Well, it's not comedy, first of all. Let's just get this straight. It's okay. not comedy. That's an interesting take. No, know. it's not, because when you, as a comedian, you do a comedy show, people mm-hmm. came to ingest comedy. They came to laugh. They came to enjoy a comedy show. Right. This is a bunch of... And I'm not trying to be mean to Hollywood. Keep it real, say Andy, Keep it but real. I'm going to say it what it is. These are a bunch of overpaid, overhyped people. I'll throw in Mentally. some more adjectives. Okay. Stuffy. Yeah. Obnoxious. Their noses are in the air. They live in a bubble. Because they are on a level that most people don't get to, and they're held in high regard not because of who they are, but because of what they've done. Yes. And, and it, what's important about that is they could be horrible, horrible people, but because they've been in a movie that someone wrote apart for them, that they played very well, and the character was a great character, and you love the character, the person could be a piece of shit. I'm not <laughs> saying that's true right. with everyone. Right. I'm just saying it can be. And, but they came there to be praised. Exactly. Right. So this is not a comedy show. Right. Well, aren't these things seen as roasts, though? Like, and, and before I get to that, well, let me just say it. And I, I said this when we kind of talked about it at the at the, the you know hangout spot after the club. Look at Ricky Gervais. He murders it. Yeah, but they don't necessarily like him. When you watch it, they're getting weird looks. The, the, people, the people who watch it at home think it's funny because it's the <clears throat> chance... Th- Ricky Gervais uses what comedy is for, for that. It's to, it's to take the piss out of someone who is held in that high regard for no apparent reason other than they played someone that people liked. They're, they have a talent of being somebody else besides themselves. Do you think that, and this is what I love about Ricky Gervais when it came to that, do you think his I don't give a fuck, fuck you attitude helps him? Yeah. Or, or, okay. Yeah, of course. Because Ricky Gervais, first of all, he doesn't live here. Yeah. And two, he's always going to be able to do comedy. And I don't think he gives a shit. And if he wants to write, he writes. But, like, he wrote The Office. The original Office is Ricky Gervais. Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah. Thought just, it, they, okay, I didn't know he that. He wrote it for one year. It, it, it's, it, this, is the, uh, this is the American adaption of what he wrote. And he did it for one year. And he was done after one year. He was like, that's it. That's why The Office in, 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 in the UK was one year. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. He, he, and I, that's what you need to be able to roast these people because these people have taken themselves very seriously. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. I want it. I would love to be able to get to walk to, to be called to come see a a basketball game because they wanted me in the front row on, 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 uh, at the game. So everybody would see the famous person in the front row. That that's an awesome thing to do. There would be hundreds of people waiting to get into a restaurant and you could walk in without a reservation and they would want you to be at the restaurant so that you get a seat. Of course, who doesn't want that? But when that happens to you time and time and time again, what do you think about yourself? You're entitled and high regard. High regard. So it's hard for someone, especially someone like a Joe Coy, who they don't might not know 
even though we respect him. And and he roasts him, and then they look at him like, who, who is this guy making? Why, why does he have the right to make fun of me? Everybody has the right to make fun of you. You're on that perch because we gave you that right. <laughs> you know, and listen, this is why you, and, and again, when I always go, look, man, I'm not a political comedian, but because I'm in the comedy game, I tip my hat to Bill Maher because I envy the fact that a guy like him and Lewis Black can do that where I know I cannot. So when you look at a guy like Billy Crystal, who always said, know the Rome, Billy was one of the best at that. I thought Chris Rock, when he did it, was great at it. So, so again, that's not an easy gig. And what's amazing is how I always say, in this game, just because you're great at one aspect does not automatically translate and is a birthright to another aspect. And again, Joe Coy is a beast. But that gig is a very hard gig that I would want no part of. Because he even said in one of the jokes, look, guys, I, I got this gig 10 days ago. And you want a perfect monologue? You know, he didn't say the words, fuck you, but he he had an attitude like, fuck out of here. And it's like, you know, dude, can you imagine the nerves you must be feeling when you know this is a gig where if you kill it, it could shoot you into a different stratosphere in terms of Hollywood. But if you don't kill it, it can also fuck you. And so I'm just like, man, imagine being in Joel Coy's shoes where you're sitting up there and you got A-listers the, the biggest of the elite in Hollywood from directors, producers, actors, network heads staring at you, judging you, and you want to kill it, and you're not. Or you want to kill it, and you got to, on top of that, your nerves, your automatic nerves. I couldn't imagine. I wouldn't want no part of that, dude. I think not to have any time to do it. Uh, to really put it together. Cause usually you get months to put this together, get a monologue, right. get to break down the films, get to like really try to find some place, way to connect in a funny way with the people who are the people being awarded. I don't know, man. I wouldn't want it. I, I would want it. I thought Joe, I thought he did a good job. First of all, I'm going to say I saw it. I thought he did a good job. I think they overblown it. It's like, it was terrible. It wasn't terrible. When they say that he's throwing his uh, writers under the bus, these are his people that he hired. Everybody, this is the thing that they said before they said that. Joe should have hired writers that were more experienced with this I kind of thing. I didn't even know that you had writers. I thought that it was all you, the monologue. No, no. He, was, uh -huh. he was like, but they said he should have had people that were more experienced in this, this kind of uh, uh, awards. And he hired the people that he wanted to hire. So when he's up there and he goes... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't write it. You don't think that they laughed about this? And in in I think that they laughed about this in the writer's room. <laughs> I think that this was a bunch of guys that are comics writing these jokes and they're having fun with it and going, no one's going to laugh at this. And but you don't think he threw them under the bus when he said, the jokes you laughed at, I wrote those. You know what? It sounds like it, but if all these guys are playing and had a good time, they're all his, all his guys, and he said, I wrote those you really think that he wrote all the ones that they laughed at? Or do you think he just said that because he goes, I'm just going to tell everybody I wrote the ones that were funny. That's mm -hmm. something a comic would say to his boys as they're writing jokes. Right. It doesn't make a difference. I'm taking credit for every single one that gets good laughs. Right. That's what we would say to each other. When I watched him do it, I was laughing because I imagined being in that writer's room with him and we're going through it and go, we don't have enough time to do this. This isn't going to be funny. They're not going to like this. And then he's like going to go, don't worry about it. We're just going to put it in. We're going to do the best we can. We're going to throw this out there. Don't worry. I'm the one out there. I'm going to take credit for, you know, I could see that being said. I know, jo I know, Joy, Joe, this much. 
I, I don't know him well. I've got to be around him a little bit, a long time Super ago. Super nice dude, too. The one of the nicest guys. So when he's saying, uh, you know, I wrote that, that's tongue-in-cheek, man. I know that guy. There's no way he would ever throw guys under the bus for the purpose of making himself look better. That was for the purpose of the show. I think that Joe uh, is great. Um, I, I think he, there's some silliness to Joe that, to Joe that doesn't necessarily translate to a hoity-toity uh, thing like this. Right. And uh, that's what he couldn't lean on is the silliness sometimes that he has. Uh, you know, Joe comes from the, the time when he started to blow up was talking about his son when he was raising his son and his ting-ting. I mean, this, it's not a ting-ting crowd. Right. Uh, but that's who Joe is. And I think that this is uh, – I, I, I think the experience is better. They, they were just looking at it uh, – I think they were looking to make him look bad in some ways. Well, plus it's like the, the only part that I – you know – from the outside looking in, it would bother me a lot. It's like, you know, as, again, you, you take all these things as steps to elevate your status in the game and in Hollywood. And, you know, when you got Tom Hanks tweeting, no, it wasn't racist. It just wasn't funny. And this is coming from one of the nicest dudes on the planet in Tom Hanks. And you and Robert Downey Jr. said something. and I, But and I connected that because Robert Downey Jr. didn't like the Oppenheimer joke. I'm going, you're in the movie. Of course you're going to defend it. But when you look at who Robert Downey is in terms of personality, he also is a nice, fun-loving, don't-take-himself-too-seriously dude. So when you got Tom Hanks and Robert Downey Jr. giving you a little pushback... Uh, so what? I, I'm going to be honest. I don't, think that Tom, I don't think Tom Hanks or Robert Downey Jr. go to comedy shows. I could be completely wrong. But but look at Tom Hanks' background. He's kind of comical. He's he's a comedic actor. Right. At, at the at, at the beginning of his career, I mean, is is uh, bosom buddies? Uh, could we could we could we knock him for bosom buddies today? Right. So you know, I I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not. I, I'm I just I came away with a different outlook than this. I, and and you know, the other thing that he kept saying, he said, I, I only had so much time. Are you expecting a perfect whatever? I think that's I think that's relevant that he's saying to other professionals in that audience, right? In a in a tongue in cheek way, guys. No right. one wanted this fucking gig. <laughs> I got this with ten days. And I yes, took comics it. turned it down. They went to a lot of people yeah. and they turned them. Yeah. So I took it, and I'm going to give you this. And you know what? On just uh, on just the fact that you know how this business works, fucking relax. Yeah. And they didn't. Last note before we jump off of this. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I saw a clip of Jim Gaffigan, uh, and he did a little comedy for when he was up there. And he said, yeah, you know, this is strange for me. I I'm not a Hollywood guy. I'm, I'm from a small town in Indiana. I'm not a pedophile. I, whoa. And, you know, they laughed. Like, what the fuck is, what the, you know what I mean? Like, that's odd. Well, if you're not laughing, then you're a pedophile, right? So you better laugh. <laughs> well, Ricky Gervais also has called them pedophiles too. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. If you if you're not laughing, if you don't let it be seen that oh, that was funny, right? What what what? Why would you be angry at that if it's if if if, if it's not you? Yeah, I think these guys. I listen. I I people that you mentioned. I mm -hmm. Robert Downey Jr. is one of those guys that you know I would love to meet. Right. But I would hate to meet him because I'd be worried that I wouldn't like him afterwards because I like him right now, right? Yeah. But 
these guys just sometimes let it be what it is. Yeah, you, it was it was a roast. Let me put it this. Way. Let me rephrase this. Let me do it a different way. We see the roast battles that they go on at the cell, at the uh, at uh, the comedy store, right? Mm-hmm. They're pretty harsh, right? Yeah. Could you imagine even the roast battles at Comedy Central? Okay, even Comedy Central's mm-hmm. roast battle. How many of these guys that you see sit in the stands at these uh, uh, award shows could actually sit at a Comedy Central show and get roasted and and be okay with it? Right. I don't think many. Yeah, I think I don't right. think that they have that ability. I think the their, their skin is too sensitive, not because of who they are, but because of how they've been treated. They're like tender veal. They've been placed carefully <laughs> in a box and moved around and moved around and right. fed the greatest, the, the best of whatever they have to offer. Right. And, and they're they're very pampered. And that's what that business can get you. But that's also what it can make you. Yeah. And I, I'm not mad at them. I mean, I'm not mad. It's not. It's it's the nature of this business of the business. That's what it, what it, the outcome. I don't think that Joe Coy did a bad job. Did he do a, a great job? No. Did he do a great job for ten days and being one of the last guys on the list to take it? Yes, he did. Yeah. So to everyone else who has this problem, man, I I think you got to weigh it. It it wasn't a, someone who got the actual shot to do it. He got a, uh, he got a very small window of opportunity to put this together and go out in front of the public and do this. And instead of saying, Hey man, it's pretty good for uh, someone who has never done this before, uh, had 10 days to do it, hired an off the cuff writing staff, put this together and came out there amongst all his, all his peers that are truly above. I, I, I don't, I, I hate using the word above, but it, it, you got to call it what it is above him, above him. Yeah. And still go out there and do that job. Yeah. I, th- I, 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 I think we're looking at it the wrong way. I think so. I think a lot of the public was looking at it the wrong way. Shout out to Joe Coy, man. Cause he's a phenomenal comic. He's a super nice dude. His success is undeniable. He sells out arenas. Uh, that's just a different gig, man. Yeah, man. He just grabbed- and it was his first time ever. Yeah, he just grabbed so, his ting ting and went out there and did his thing thing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so the documentary that I've been telling you all about, uh, Stamp from the Beginning. You know, the very opening thing with, that they mentioned, and I remember when we had this convo, convo with Vince, where you kept alluding to, you know, whites were slaves too. So there's slavery everywhere. And you kept sticking to that based on this. Uh, and based on this. Based on the truth? No, I'm going to say. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm that I threw say, that in there because I didn't get credit okay, for that before. But, okay, let me go. All right. So I watched it and I saw what they said and I went, oh shit. So yeah, Andy was was right on that. Um, based on this, you were right. Uh, but then they pointed out the difference on why blacks were the better option versus whites. And one of the people said the inability to blend in and they justified it by calling us beast and therefore we were inferior. Well, and again, I've said this before, there was always slavery, but in this, especially for this new slavery that was about to happen, you guys had the right uniform. You, you couldn't hide. You couldn't disappear. You were, it was definitely, you were, your skin color allowed you to stand out where they could go. Nope. That's, that's not, right. uh, that's not a traditional uh, American person. That's a traditional American slave. And by being able to do that, they were able to control that. Uh, I said that in the beginning, that, that was the, that was the, that's what benefited slavers. Right. So yes, that's, that's without a doubt. And this is why this new 
um, air, I guess, of slavery enters because it, 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 it's, it's a perfect setup for the West to have, to be able to separate and, but keep going because there's a lot more. Well, well, no, no, but there is. And, and what you'll bring me to the second part is, listen, I have always said, and I will always continue to say, I am not the smartest person in the room, which is why I appreciate when we have these moments with Godfrey, with Vince, with uh, uh, Kayla, Kyla, 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 uh, Kyla. whichever, brother Rizzo is like, because uh, listen, I, I, I will always welcome information so that even if I'm not the smartest, smartest guy in the room, I can try to level up my smart a little bit. Um, like for instance, I, I didn't, I didn't know. And it was called, excuse me. I didn't know about bacon rebellion. Uh, when black and white slaves got together to rebel against white slave owners, uh, and I thought to myself, well, wow, why don't they teach that in the curriculum? Well, they have, but see, this is where we get into problems. This is why when, uh, uh, when we, uh, when we were doing the podcast with, uh, Vince, yeah, with Vince, I couldn't get to there because Vince didn't want to acknowledge one was better or worse than the other. And even in this, this is where I get kind of, uh, but they do though. But here's where I'm going to go. Uh, no, Vince didn't. Vince was like, uh, didn't want to hear about, uh, he looked at it as if you were in an indentured servitude, which is, indentured servitude could last longer than the, the seven to 10 years, which was normal. And this has to go with a biblical number where 10 years is a slave. There, there's a lot that goes in behind this, but then you could have extra years added on whatever it was. And then they said in this doc, they said, and I always like that they do this. And this is this is something that, you know, maybe I'm wrong. And this is a white perspective. So maybe I'm wrong. And you, I'm willing you're, to you're admit wrong. that you're wrong. You're wrong. They said, uh, they, they were on the same level. In this, they said the same level. There were, there were slaves, the, the black slaves, and the, and the white indentured servants. And the only difference, they, they might be, the whites were treated in slightly better conditions. See, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. What was it you don't buy? That they, that they were treated as the same harsh conditions as the blacks? They were treated in the same harsh conditions as the blacks. And for certain reasons. I'm going to say one thing to you. That well, I, I'll give you this before you finish your point. They did show the picture of white people being flogged with no shirts on, whipped the same way blacks would. And and let me let you finish your point. But this, again, is where I have to continue my education because it just seems that somewhere down the line, the brutality of it was just far worse than what whites ever received. Down the line, the brutality. Down the line. Far, and I will grant you that. At this particular time, though, right. uh, one of the things that I try to say, when and I said try to get this to Vince when we were talking about it is, um, yes, you know that you have someone, maybe you do have an indentured servant. So, you know, you have them for seven years, right? Now right. you have a slave that you own, you have them indefinitely. If I have a leased car, I may skip a service appointment. It may be towards the end of my lease and I may not do the engine check. I may not do the, the, the new brakes. I own my car. I take it to get its oil changed. I get the new brakes. I'm going to take care of it because I want it to do well. I want it to last. That doesn't mean that I don't abuse it. We abuse our cars sometimes too. I'm not trying to, and, and, and listen, a lot of people are already, I can, I can feel uh, that I'm relating a human to a car. Yes, especially at this time, because at that time, just property. Property. We're talking about property. 
Uh, I'm not happy. I'm not proud about what I'm, what I'm saying. I'm just saying that's, that's the context in which the conversation has to be. Yeah, you're going to listen. If it came down to the last week and you had someone who was going to end his indentured servitude and you had someone that was a prime slave that you were taking care of, that was doing good work and you had a dangerous job, are you going to send your best guy in? Or are you going to send the guy who you only have a few more days with? Oh, the lion ate him. Well, he was only here for a couple more days anyway. I'm just saying we have to, you have to put this into context. Let me, let me do another analogy that I think is a little bit more better than that. Cause this, we're not talking about a car. We're talking about really people and how they're going to be treated and be made to feel. It's almost like, you know, a regular Joe Blow who, who commits a crime that ends up going to prison, right? Versus a Martha Stewart who might go to what feels like a country club. You know, it's still your freedom taken. It's still you're locked up, but there's a difference. Does that make sense? Yeah, but... Uh, the, like, aren't there some people when they get locked up? Yeah. It's like a country club they're going to. Yeah. Not hard jail. It's it's safer. It's it's a different <clears throat> way that they have it. But I'm saying at this time, if you were if you were an indentured servant and you had someone that was... You were property to them and they were making money off you, that's what you were. Listen, these guys that uh, had slaves at this, at this particular time that we're talking about, they were industrialists that were about making money. They didn't give a shit about the person on the other end of it. They didn't give a shit for years when you own companies, even after we talk about slavery. These are people that are, uh, there is no sympathy for the person underneath them. So you're saying the powers that be didn't give a shit about these white slaves either? No. Then why so brutal with the black ones? Because later, when we get into chattel slavery, that's, this is just about property, there's, and there's no more white slaves. They separated the white slaves eventually because of what we're talking about. They had to because if black, if black and white stuck together, there's going to be an overthrow of that kind of government. Because why would you, why would everybody, the powers, as you said, the powers that be, if the money is all on the top 10% and 90% is all poor people, poor people, well, 90 nine uh, that means nine people for every one, uh, one rich one you don't think nine people could take out the one rich one that's what you that's what that's the only thing that they were ever worried about preventing right and because they looked like the white slaves they that that was their that was their uh that was the what they identified with and that's what they moved up they moved them up because they needed to separate them and we're doing this today we're fighting with each other to keep us separated so that we don't make changes that we should be making. And you know what? They Listen, they, they alluded to that uh, when they showed the, the collage of footage of black people and white. Like the one white dude that said, look, whether you're a Yankee, a hillbilly, a Negro, uh, if we come together and take over, the, you know, fight the establishment, we can blah, 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 blah. So to your point, yeah, you know. That's that's all we and I know you've said that numerous times in terms of is it really about race or it, is it really about economics? But it's both. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it's both. And there's people that have been there's also people on a lower level that have been convinced that they're better than that next rung down, and that's why the that's why this can continue to happen. Um, but the thing that I I found was funny is when they said that with the white and uh, indentured slaves. Once they were offered a chance to come up, you know, given land and title, they turned their, their backs 
on the black slaves and totally forgot they were in the same position. And they held up the same white supremacy ideology. And they ended up buying. They could end up, be, they could be, end up being owners of the people that they were in the rebellion against. So once you give them, you know, the same opportunity in, in terms of the playing field, well, now you're showing your true colors, are you not? Well, wait a minute, because we said economics is part of this. Why are there black slave owners? For economics? Well, because that's the, that's the thing. They already showed you how to become successful. And when you see the line, when you see the blueprint, you follow the blueprint. That's why there was black men. But who, again, the who, black slave owners weren't being brutal to their own people. Do you know that? No, I don't know okay, that, so, but I've never heard so that. So they went out with nice. They were nice. They went out instead of whipping someone, they tickled them with feathers. They were just as brutal. I've never heard, no, no. heard that. They I've were never just seen as beautiful. footage brutal. of that document. I not, not to the extent of chattel when we get to chattel slavery. But so at then that what, time, would, what would you consider brutal at that time? Flogging, uh, beating, uh, separating of your families, all whatever they See, need this is to where do. I need to do my research. Yeah. Because I've never heard that. They follow the okay, so they I've followed, said I never heard it. So I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and purchase my somebody <laughs> a who black looked, person a purchasing black, another black, black person. person, but I'm just gonna but I'm gonna be the nice slave holder. I, you know what, dude? You want it to be something. Aries. I hear what you're saying. Nope. I've never heard of that. You want it to be something. And this is my problem with a lot of this that happens. We we say it in a way because we want it to be nicer. We, we say a lot of things because we want it to be nicer. So the black slave owners towards their black slaves raped women and okay, let me tortured ask, them. And I know I, I said chattel slavery was completely so just different. flogging. Just it stopped flogging, flogging. beating. I don't know what else it would be, but listen, if you, if all of a sudden your uh, your slave master now is a black man and you're a black man and you think, oh, this is going to be better. I'm not going to have to do this. What would what would that slave master, that black slave master, have to do? to put his foot down to un- make them understand that they're going to be just, they're going to be working here. This is not, this is not you coming over to hang out at the, at the house. This is not a barbecue. This is you going to work. You're working for me now. You're not working so, for the so, white so, man. So, you're so, working so for me. So the black ma- slave master's ideology towards the black slave is the same as the white man in terms of you're not seen as a human being. You're a beast. You're an animal. You're not, you're not equal to me. You're a worker and I'm the master. That's the only uh, way that pr- works. I need, I need proof on that. I need proof on that. I'm just saying I need proof on it. I've never heard that. How else does it work? I know. Well, without, you, I know you need proof. I'm going to let you get your proof. I might even send you some proof, but let me just ask you this question. How else does it work if you don't make a separation that you're the worker and I am the slave master? I can't answer that. I, I just don't know. Because I, 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 listen, uh, and and this is why I say, forgive me, folks. Okay, wait, wait. I'll take it to a different story before you even get there. And I know this is a movie. Who's the bad guy in Django? Who's the bad? Who's the worst person in Django? Leonardo DiCaprio. No, he's not. Who? You Who? think Leonardo is worse than uh, uh, what's his fucking name? Now I can't. Oh, you about to not say the German? No. Oh, you talking about Sam Jackson's yeah. character? Who's the is Sam Jackson not the worst the 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 evilest character in that? I see what you're trying to do here, but I don't know if I can go with this. The one is doing what he he's a slaver. 
He does what he's, he's the white guy. He's that, that's who he is. <clears throat> who's the guy that's pulling the strings? Who's the guy that's ruining uh, everything? Who's the guy that's taking his people and making them worse off? But he's doing that for his own survival. And what does a slave master need to do to survive? But no, no, but Sam Jackson's character was not a slave master. No, he wasn't. He's under the slave master. So in order for him to survive, he's playing his part. Okay. We're talking about a black guy who is the master. Free no one's telling him right. what to do. Free Sam Jackson in that character. What's he going to do? Give him, give him some slaves now. Free him and give him some property and some slaves. Is he? Is he going to? Is he going to? And 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 Leonardo is no longer his master. Yeah. He, Sam Jackson is totally independent. Yep. I have, a, I have a hard time believing that if he's independent and he's not under. Wait a minute, let me finish. And he's not under the thumb of Leonardo DiCaprio. He would then go. I don't have to treat my fellow black man like this because there's no consequences if I don't. He didn't have to treat him like that in this in, in this either. Yes, he absolutely did. No, he didn't. His, 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 his master is Leonardo DiCaprio. If he, He's bucking and shucking and jiving for his own safety. But he didn't like the fact that he didn't want her to get over. So he, he didn't can, want her. Who's her? Uh, here, uh, Fisher. Uh, yeah, he's playing his position as far as being that not Uncle Tom, but a Sambo ass kiss. Okay, so now I am the slave master. What's my position? But you've got no one to- You want to believe that black people have a higher level uh, of empathy for their own people. Andy, Andy, but hold on, hold on. You're trying to connect two things with two different rules. If I'm Sam Jackson, okay. and Leonardo is my master, yep. and I don't buck and shuck and jive and do what I need to do, wait a minute, you stop being so ready to answer no, and listen I'm, to me. I'm, I'm listening to you. If, you. if you're in a position where you go, well, it's better to be a house nigga than a field nigga. Look how the house niggas get treated. Even when they were all coming to Candyland, and when they finally got there, and all the overseers went, niggas don't walk in Candyland, they run, and made them niggas run. It's a better life. I wear better clothes. I sleep in better conditions. As long as I shuck and buck and jive and kiss my white slave owner's ass and stay in his good graces, I'm above everybody else that looks like me. But now, if I'm the master and there are no penalties for me be having to do what I want to do and I'm totally independent and free, why am I going to treat my fellow man like that when I don't have to? That's what you just said right now. You just went back on everything that you said. How? How why do I treat my fellow man like that if I don't have if to? If I don't have to. How do I get you as a slave to do my work at this moment now? Okay, so let me ask you this. Let's go back to the indentured slaves, the white folks. You're saying, okay, to some degree, yeah, had to flog them, but didn't have to necessarily be brutal with them. They were brutal with them, though. They were brutal with them. Some of them didn't live to their seven years because of how they were worked. If they only had seven years, they worked them for that seven years. Okay. What I'm trying- The bad to signal is in the air. Either you, and I'm sure you will, provide me with the proof of that. And to anybody listening, provide me with the proof. I don't give a fuck what it is. L whatever literature, whatever links that, that, that prove Andy is right in terms of black slave masters, just as brutally- treated their black slaves the way white folks brutally treated theirs. I had never heard of that. How did you hear it? Wait, wait, You're no, telling no, me. No, 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 but how did you, how, let me just ask you this question. And, and, and you know, well, let's go with what you just did. But just let me ask you the question. How did the black slave master keep control of- You keep asking me the same question. I'm telling you, to a degree, if, he, if they're the slave, okay. But when you're going, 
uh, they did the same thing that the white guy. I've never heard of that. And I would think that somewhere in all of these documentaries and all of the literature, that would have come across my desk. Okay. And I just had, it's never come across my desk. Now, does that mean it didn't happen the way you say? No. But I'm just saying if it did, and I'm with say, all the footage I've seen, with all the reading I've done, I've never heard of that. I'm also going to say there's some slave, white slave masters that weren't uh, as brutal. And there's some black slave masters that weren't as brutal. Well, that's, that's to a degree addressed in this as well. Okay. That's what I'm saying. The things that I did not know as I continue to watch things and read things, I go, oh, now I know. I've never heard of that one. Okay. Uh, I just have to bring this up just to break up the monotony. You know, uh, there was a picture, and this it was a great Paul Mooney joke, where even early in this, they continuously say how, I forget the one white guy's name who, to justify all of this, again, said that <clears throat> black people were not humans. We were apes. We were beasts. We were animals. And what's the one animal we often get told we are? Uh, monkey? Monkey. Yeah. But yet, there was a thing, Paul Mooney had a joke, and then somebody put the imagery to it, where he goes, it's amazing that they call us monkeys. Have you ever looked at a monkey? Look at a monkey's lips. Paper thin. <laughs> look at black people's lips, and look at white people's lips. And then they had a picture of a black woman's lips from full frontal face, and then from the side. And you can see how our lips are big and full. A monkey's lips look like white people's lips. Look at a monkey's hair. Monkey's hair is straight and stringy. Is a nigga's hair straight and stringy? Who is the monkey? And I, I, I just thought that was- That is pretty funny. And a hilarious, excellent observation. Uh, I think if you, depending on most monkeys, you shave them, they're light skinned underneath too. Who is the monkey nigga? <laughs> Uh, there is a, but you, because you and, brought that up. And who sounds a lot like woo. Uh, because you brought that up though, the Senator Davis, uh, who became the president of the Confederacy, I guess here's what it was. It's what was brought up the landed nod. The landed nod? A nod, which is the beginning is how he justified that, uh, blacks were, uh, a subhuman category. Because right. and use the Bible where I, I you know what I went back after this and I wanted to see what this land and nod is that he's talking about right. and it has this interpretation I don't know how you could even pull this interpretation I don't know and this is where I have a huge problem with religion uh, how did the Christians who hold the Bible allow him to say this because nod does not I, I this interpretation of, of nod is 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 ridiculous i know that i have the benefit of reading and have years of interpretation and scholars that have looked at things and have but even at that time i can't believe that that would that interpretation would fly yeah but isn't that the whole you know white people pulling shit out their ass to justify all the heinous shit that they've done Okay, well, yeah, we, we know it's horseshit. We'll get we'll get to that too because again, this and it addresses what I what you just said. White people, uh, and again, this addresses white people in 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 this. Uh, I like how they said that whiteness, even in poverty, still gives you an edge over everyone else. But at the same time, they also echoed what you've always said about wealth and the elite. So it seems like there's a reality 
to whiteness being an edge, uh, but also economic power and position plays a part too. So my question is, where does the line get blurred? You know what I'm saying? Like, because when you, like a, a second ago when you went, well, is it economics or is it race? You, it's both. So for white people to go, I, I have no privilege. And many of the black people in this doc went, you know, even if you're poor, you still being white gives you an edge, even if you don't think it does. But at the same time, again, to your point, yeah, the white elite look down on white people that are poor too. So where's it's it's confusing to me. Well, it, it, it's I think it's in the system, is what the what what we're looking at. The system is when we talk about uh, cultural structure. I think when you're at that economic level of of the the bottom, whether you're white or black, the uh, upper level is going to look at you horribly, dirty, gross. Look at you. Look how you live. Look at what you eat. I don't think that they see that the the difference. It's just it's just bad. So there still is a even with all of that. Is there still a? But you are white, so nope. I don't think it comes from there. I think it comes from the system because the system isn't run by rich people. The system is run by middle people, <clears throat> and the middle people is where I believe we get this separation. And this is how they've managed to uh, allow middle and lower to run to run this distraction so that the rich elite can continue to be rich and elite. Because let's say you're a sheriff. Are you a rich person if you're a sheriff? No. But you have power. Mm. And I look at you as a black man as if I'm a white man. And, I'm, and as a black man, I'm going to be like, yeah, but this is my, I, I, these white guys. Yeah, they're fucked up. But they're, they're these guys. But this black dude. Now, I know, I know the land of Nod that was, put out to me i know that uh, i'm a better person than that and they're trying to get over on me i think it's that level is where you have the bonds of racism and i say the bonds of racism is because you you trap these people to keep that level there and as long as they're fighting there you there is no upward mobility right and as long as you keep them in that level, you can continue to be elite and go to your elite uh, organizations and elite funds and have a great time. And you are not bothered by that. And then you pay this level of, of I, I use sheriff because of, uh, of it, it seems <clears throat> to go with the time that we were talking about uh, to keep them away from you. You give that sheriff a little bit. He's the buffer between <coughs> the elites and the the lower. Right. And I'm gonna. I need you to have a strict uh, way of holding that line, so that we can we can have parties and we can be have uh, principles and 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 beauty and 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 live this life. That and, sounds a lot like an overseer. And you keep you keep everything down here. You keep everything over here. Yeah, it's an overseer. But we're living in a life where we still. <laughs> I, I believe this is how we were working. I do believe this. Uh, nice moment in this. I don't know if I should use the word nice, but touching. Uh, the great late Maya Angelou gives this poem. Dude, that broke me up. Yeah, dude. It, it, it got me. The first time it, it kind of like went over my head. But then this, when I watched it this morning, uh, it got me. And what's so powerful is not the, just the poem itself. 
But as she's saying it, she's she's breaking down. She's crying. crying. Uh, and I had to write it down. She goes, uh, 70 years in these folks' world, the child I work for calls me girl. That line, wow. I say, ha, 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 yes, ma'am, for working's sake. I'm too proud to bend and too poor to break. So, ha, 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 I laugh until my stomach aches when I think about myself. My folks can't, my folks can make me split my side. I laughed so hard I nearly died. The tales they tell sound just like lying. They grow the fruit, but they eat the rain. I laugh <laughs> until I start to cry. When I think about myself, it could, and I did derive from living on the edge of death. They kept my race alive by wearing the mask. Yeah. When she cries, like, I felt like when you hear it, you hear when, when she's laughing, you hear the crying. Yeah. She, she, it, it, it's, it's an unbelievable, if, if no other reason that people watch this, <laughs> just for that, right. I, w- I would watch this. And, and, and the fact that she ain't no actress, this wasn't a performance. Everything about it was genuine. And what you just said, the laugh was the cry. And that, Laugh masking the pain is what caused her to cry. It's just a real beautiful moment. Real fucking beautiful moment. Um, Thomas Jefferson, which this is, again, something I didn't know. I mean, I knew he had uh, uh, kids by, you know, a lot of kids by a black woman. Sally, uh, um, him, him, I... I'm sorry, I don't even have. But I, I never like knew that. Hem, hem, I, like, like with 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 uh, Abraham Lincoln, how we Hemings. again this myth that Abraham Lincoln is this this guy we should hold in high regard within the black community. I didn't know that it was taught that Thomas Jefferson was 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 supposed to be held in high regard by us. Um, and then they, uh, you know, Thomas Jefferson opposed both slavery and uh, uh, abolition. Uh, explain that shit. Uh, so Thomas Jefferson was not the hero that they try and teach us that he was. Uh, he described black women as orangutans and unattractive and constantly raped black women and had children by his black woman. Um, I didn't know that shit. Uh, I have, like, I, I'm going <clears> to <throat> have to, I have more on that, though. Um, I love the, the 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 gentleman that's in this stock, and he called Thomas Jefferson the uh, the great contradiction. I think is what he called him. Mm. I know that he said the, the man of contradiction. Uh, Thomas Jefferson is is a very complicated person in this in in, in the history of the beginnings of America. He is a great man. He is, is he, he, like, again, you have to separate, I have to separate the things of greatness and the things of complete and utter uh, dismay. I have, I've, I've, I've done. Uh, you, you about to say he was great? He was great as far as establishing uh, the country, writing the Declaration of Independence. Uh, what, what I told last week, I said, study some Thomas Jefferson, go back and read it. Because <coughs> the, at one time it was, he was held in high regard. And then we come back and he's a horrible person. He, in the original Declaration of Independence, he blames the king uh, uh, of England for slavery and bringing it, bringing its scourge to the land that is the United States. And he wants to abolish slavery at the moment of the uh, of this America, and that is shot down. 
by the Congress. And it's taken out and removed, and all words of slavery are removed from it. That's his initial response to what we're going to, what America's going to be. And he's met, and obviously, uh, he's met with, uh, uh, with a no. And the reason I say obviously is because years later, we're in a civil war because they still don't want to remove slavery. Half the, half the country, the, it's, well, there's 13 colonies, so half of it doesn't want to remove it. So at that time, after a war with England, that, wasn't, that, was, a, that was a no-go, though. That was a no-go. We're going to stay status quo. Uh, that's something that isn't talked about in these docs. That doesn't get said. So him calling black women orangutans and raping them, at, at some point, this is my question, at some point, does that not override all of the other shit and, I, so I we can take away great? Is the document that has lasted longer than any other document for uh, in history, a constitution that stood its test of time? He wrote that. Is that a great document? Now, the person himself, flawed. Right. right. Listen, man, I'm going to say it this way. And you got this. This was like some Bill Cosby shit. Well, yeah. I'm going to say if, if, if <clears> tomorrow, <throat> if tomorrow, a, a, a guy who specialized in murdering children, specialized, specialized, that was his deal. He liked to murder kids. And you found a thousand bodies under him. And next to him was the cure for cancer. Is that the greatest cure that we could have in this country, in the world right now, is a cure for cancer? Whatever it was, it cured all cancer. Does it change the fact that he's a child killer and he's a horrible person? But he left one of the greatest uh, cures. I'm, I'm just saying, we can't, when you do this, we want to throw out everything. And we can't, unless you want to throw out everything. So then let's not take the cure and let's just be, let's just say he's a baby killer and the cure goes away. Would you take that deal? I'm not trying to make it like, like it's, it's, it's this. I am trying to say this is so complicated when we talk about people. You said Bill Cosby. Uh, there's been people. Uh, Cosby's an interesting one uh, because uh, people would disagree with whether he did, he did it or not. Still, there are people who believe he didn't do it. I don't know that I disagree with you, but. It's a rough one, isn't it? <sighs> It's a rough one. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say it's easy. It's not. It's hard. This is this is a terrible situation that we can't have just good people and we have bad people. If we had just good people and bad people it would be so easy to maneuver through life, but we don't. We have flawed people. And not all good people do good things and not all bad people do bad just bad things. Right. So it this makes it it makes it completely impossible uh to try to do what I think is what we're, we're trying to accomplish when we try to cancel someone because they did this. So everything that they did, man, listen, listen if, if they were walking down the street and they saved someone's grandma from getting hit by a bus, but because they're bad people, should we go get that grandma and throw her back in front of a bus because he's a bad person? I'm being overly, you know. No, 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 no. Because, <clears throat> so, but when we get into what he is and who he is, yeah, there's some problems with him. I mean, obviously, we know there's some problems with him. Uh, but I want to understand, and this is where I'm lost, and I've talked to some other people about this, because uh, he, uh, he wants to abolish slavery, but slavery is not going to be abolished, so he keeps his slaves. And we were like, well, he's a bad guy because he had slaves. There's issues to this, though. Because he had slaves, because he raped women. Well, wait, wait. We go on the raping the women part here. Go. I, I, I can't go that fast through this whole thing. Uh, yes, 
the, the raping uh, Sally Hemings is by is, is we have to go in the standard of the day. Uh, was it against her will? I don't know, but maybe it was against her will. So then he's a rapist. Um, by that standard at that time, if she was a slave in his property, he's not a rapist. Today, we know that he's a rapist. Today, he's a rapist. Without a doubt, 100%. That day, he wasn't. You're getting a bit, for the people that aren't watching this podcast but listening, I'm making a big face that has a Scooby-Doo connotation to it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, but see, this is this is the conundrum. I'm not. I'm not. So well, I don't know that we could say, listen, hey, it was the time. No, hey. no, no. I, it's still. It, come I, on. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going. Hey, it's the time. I'm. I'm saying. I'm saying it was the time. I don't agree with it. And looking at it today, we can all say say what it is. But I said this to you early on in our podcasting. I always think that I'm a good person. I think. I, I think uh, socially, I think that I fall on the right side of things. I'm not always a hundred percent, but I believe that I want the best for the, for people and, and for things to move forward and to take care of the people that can't take care of themselves. All those things are true. But I asked the question a long time ago, if I if this was 1780 and I was living in the Americas after a few hundred years of the Dutch. And you owned a slave. And no, it, would I have a problem with it? Would I or would I go, well, this is the way things are? Well, well, there were white people that had problems with it. Yeah, there are. And I'm not saying it. I'm just asking the question. I want to say that I would be a good person, but I have to ask myself the real question is. Would you? Everybody will say, everybody's sitting in my seat right now that's sitting next to you and has this opportunity to have this conversation would love to look into this camera and say, I would be a good person. I know that I would be on the right side of history. But would you? And if you're not going to ask yourself that question, then you are not going to be on the right side of history. Because if you can't ask yourself that question and you blankly say, I would be on the right side of history, I don't think that you thought about your character. I don't think you thought about who you were and the pressures that you would feel from that particular time. I wouldn't think that you would have considered your success is I have this property, this land, and I only have so many people that can work it. But someone is offering me so many, uh, 10 of their slaves for X amount of dollars just to work. I don't even have to buy them. I can just lease them out for the year. And I can pay John a certain amount of money. And I can have someone work this. If you haven't asked yourself those questions, how do you say that you're, you're a, a good person and that you wouldn't do that? Mm. I, I, I'm just not, I'm not so blind to the fact that we... Listen, they're good questions. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, and, I, and I, I have to ask myself those questions. Without asking those questions, you're lying to yourself if you just say, no, I'd be a good person. You want to be a good person, but would you be a good person is the thing. Uh, Harriet Jacobs <clears throat> wrote Incidents of a Slave Girl. And I, this, this was my note because I was like, dude, and she even pointed this out. As hard as it was for a man, black man, to be a slave, how much more terrifying was it to be a woman? I think that that, that knowing that you your pussy can be taken at any point. But then I thought to myself, well, let's take it one step further. Uh, I'm sure, and I'm sure this had to exist. Um, as worse as it was to be a, as as hard as it was to be a male slave uh, and go through what you went through, and the next level of terror above that is being a black female slave. 
What if the next level above that was, what if you're a black male slave and your master is homosexual? He can rape you too. He can't. And sexual, uh, uh, what's it called? Buck breaking was used at that time. Yeah, but but there were times when buck breaking was used just to set an example. I'm talking about- Do you care why anybody's behind you? <laughs> I got you. But what I'm saying is, if I have- look, you Look, I don't want nobody behind me. But when you say ask yourself this question- Yes, yes I know. Where you, yeah. One time versus my master is a homosexual- And sneaks into my room. And, and wants to fuck me every chance- he wants. Because he doesn't want to fuck his wife. He wants to sneak down to my quarters. Now imagine that. Where's that psychology? How do you deal with that psychology? And that's never been taught in the history books. Well, and there's no way you could tell me that didn't exist. Well, I'm going to tell you because just like you said, I'm going to have to see the proof. You're going to have to show me some proof. The idea of it, knowing that it must exist because just the fact that it's out there and the way the world works... I would say you were right. But since like what you said to me, I'm going to have to see the proof because it can't exist. I never heard of it. I never read it. I never seen it. Some things we know innately are true. And that one I know is innately true. That's crazy. Just as I know innately what I said earlier is true. Imagine, imagine you, this black slave, six feet, muscular, girthy, strong as an ox. And your slave master has the body of a Vietnamese teenage boy. And he's going to fuck you. And you know you could beat the shit out of this nigga, but you got to take it. What, what what psychology is that, too? Your setup was too much, man. Your setup was, <laughs> was too much. Picture Michael Clark Duncan being forcibly raped by Ken Jong. Like, you know what I'm saying? What does that do to your fucking psychology, man? Like, I could break this nigga in half like a twig, but he's my master. And I got to take it. I don't know. Just go to the scene from uh, Pulp Fiction. Going to call some hard-hitting pipe niggas. <laughs> um, before we get too far away, though, I did want to uh, get back to Sally Hemings because I'm not dismissing anything <clears throat> that uh, Thomas Jefferson did. I was saying at the, at the time, and I'm also saying uh, they did go to France together. I don't think that it was just a... Uh, I know that it was uh, uh, a relationship that... Uh, wasn't necessarily consensual, as far as I know. I don't know if it ever became well, consensual. I do know that they went to France. They write there is writings about their time there. Uh, he was uh, uh, she. She came back to the states. They had a deal to release uh, that her kids would be uh, freed upon uh, their twenty first birthday. Um, there's a lot of weird things though that he had to go that Je Jefferson went through too because he did have his slaves and I asked this question to someone who, because I wanted to understand this and this was a long time ago I asked uh, if you were somebody who was against slavery why wouldn't you free your slaves and I didn't know this there's a tax to prevent people from buying slaves to free them <clears throat> so the tax is approximately as much as you would pay for the slave. <clears throat> So that's why when you hear about people that have freed slaves either at an age or uh, at a, upon their death, that's what that's for. If you if you free them on your death, there's no there's no tax, obviously. Right. If you free the, if you freed them um, uh, before, you would have to pay for that. People like uh, Benjamin Franklin had a slave. Benjamin Franklin had one slave, uh, and it was his manservant. 
and it was inherited. He never purchased the, the slave, the, 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 the inheritance from uh, a family member. And upon his death, the slave was freed. But then I thought about this too. Well, it's only one. Couldn't you have freed him? But I thought about this, and I'm just throwing this out there. I'm asking this question, and let me ask you what you think about this. At that time, if you were a Benjamin Franklin and you had a manservant, someone who took care of you at your house. He, that sounds like a homosexual relationship. Yeah, well, but he, t- he took care of you. He <clears throat> right. did what he was supposed to do. Uh, and, this, and this time in this, in, in this country when it's going through this, he's, uh, he's protected. Because as, as a black man, you, someone could the go. The black guy was protected. Yeah, because he could go, someone could go after the, uh, his, his manservant. But they couldn't uh, because it's Benjamin Franklin's property, and Benjamin Franklin. So that that has protection. Right. If you just if you free someone and then they have to make a living or earn on their own, what do they? I, I don't know. I'm asking this question. I'm not. Uh, I'm not defending anything here. I'm just asking it. Are, is there a safety in being Benjamin Franklin's manservant? Then you inherit, and then you have enough money and to take care of yourself and maybe protect yourself from that? Uh, yes and no. <clears throat> Didn't what was it said or rumored that what was Ben Franklin's association with lightning? No, he that's how he discovered electricity. He, discovered electricity. he, uh, he uh, cut, uh, Yeah, his 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 manservant was protected uh but he he was also extremely lucky cuz Franklin historically this is a fact he used him as the kite. <laughs> 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 I, I I was being serious to try to understand some mentality at that you time. You know how long I was trying to yeah, set so that joke you, up. Yeah, yeah, you got, it, but you got it in. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay, so we'll move on from that. But uh, yeah, there's there. Uh, going back to Thomas Jefferson, as far as the building of the United States building, what it was very interesting, uh, very you know. But his personal, this personal part of his life. Very complicated and, and filled with nothing but contradictions. So right. uh, it, it's a tough one. It's a tough one for me to understand. Right. Um, <clears throat> here's something, again, I didn't know. Because I, I automatically assumed, just by the very nature of what they, who they were and what they did, in terms of abolitionists, that they were called, one particular group was called uh, the Pioneers of Freedom. And these white abolitionists thought slavery was wrong, but also didn't see blacks as equal human beings. How the fuck can you upload both those ideologies? So you you, you think it's wrong and you're helping to free them, but you still look at them as not equal? Well, I I would have to say, and this is where some of this does, when I said I had some issues with some of the things are said, they don't look at poor, like uneducated white people as equal either. That's not said in this, though. But if you're poor and most importantly, uneducated versus, I don't think you have to be money. I don't think, well, to a degree, but let's just say educated. If you're uneducated and I'm educated and I'll even throw money in there because that means, you know, to some degree, I've amassed the the money that I've gotten and the wealth that I've gotten because I've done some of the right things. Am I not better than you a little bit? Not saying I should treat you like shit, but if I'm educated and you're not, I'm you, not better than you. You have bettered yourself. You have bettered yourself. I have not bettered myself. So in that in that line that you would have to draw, yes. But 
then add the color thing to it. Now you're black also. So that that is, and at the time, that was what held people down into, and still to this day, holds people down into their categories. But whatever it is that's making you go, slave is wrong. The brutality is wrong. How could you then also not go thinking I'm better than you is not wrong? Well, okay. I'm, I'm just going with it this way. All right. So oh, let me ask you this question. You, you defend that Chris Rock joke. Which one? Uh, I'm not. Oh, 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 I love black people. I hate niggas. Right. So you have a line. And you know what? Through my experience in life and on this road. Yeah. I have a line. So is that, is, is that what they're saying? I'm not, I'm not, listen, man, I, I'm really trying to be honest here about who we are as humans. I, I do think that you, you know, when you, there's superiority in, in your head, when you feel like I've had an education, I've traveled, I have experience. Yes. I don't think that you should have to work like this, but you know, you're not on my level. You're not, I don't see you. I see you as inferior and throw in also this. Because of what they, because when blacks came over to the country, they didn't have a language that they, that was English. They didn't read necessarily until later, until they could get some education. So what, what do you, what do you say when somebody can't really speak your language and they don't read that? They're get ig- the fuck out of the country. You, know, you say, yeah, that's what they say today. <laughs> that you're ignorant, that you don't have the ability to learn. These fucking niggas. So that also is part of that. So right. I, I, I think that would be part of it. And I think there is, there's always been an elitist part of, of every country. Um, okay, now here we go with our boy again. Uh, two quotes, and they, they speak on this. Abraham Lincoln. I love this, and I'm ready for this one. Even when you cease to be slaves, you are still far removed from being placed on, equ- on equality with the white race. Whether this is right or wrong, I need not discuss. Second quote, I, as much as any other man, am in favor of being in the superior position assigned to the white race. Now, before I hand the mic over to you, the two key things he says in that second quote that stand out to me, when you use the words superior and white race, sell me again on how this guy's not with racist let's do it let's do it let's do the first one do read the first one let me and i'll, I'll stop you if i need to to get to it. even when you cease to be slaves yes you are still f- far removed from being placed on equality with the white race whether this is right or wrong i need not discuss and when you say i need not discuss why not discuss it if you believe it's wrong okay let's say, say you read it that way now Read it to me. I read it the way it was. Yeah, I know. I know. But now read it to me, the same thing that you just read, and read it to me as if you're explaining to me why I'm fucked. What do you mean why you're fucked? I'm going to read it to you. Uh, Okay. Even when you you cease to be a slave. So I'm looking at this as the time when you're not going to be a slave now. Right. Even as you cease to be a slave. You are still far removed from being on a place on equity with the white race. Whether this is right or wrong, I need not discuss. Uh-huh. So it's the way it's being said? I don't know. I would have to do more studying on what this Jeez, was. What is white tricks? What is white But folks do you understand what I just said? Games, baby! Okay, and the other one, even more importantly. Uh, uh, read that and read the, it. And I'm going to say before I read the second one, 
based on how you delivered that, I'm not going to say I'm not a little bit sold on what you where you're going with that. But the second one. Okay, now the second one. I'm I'm still I'm I work for the white man. You're the president. The president is the top job in the country, right? As much as any other man, I'm in favor of being okay. I'm reading this to my white constituents who are in favor I, of slavery. As much as any other man am in favor of being in the superior position assigned to the white race. As much as any other man. I'm telling you, this is my constituency. I'm trying to be president. I am reading this to slavers. You slick motherfucker. No, but he had to. I'm not the slick one. You know who's the slick one here? I'm going to tell you, if you guys do more research, please. Abraham Lincoln was one of the slickest motherfuckers in the world. Because how do you get elected to remove slavery in a land that doesn't want slavery, that is willing to succeed from the United States and go to war to prevent that from happening. And then I read some other things when they said, make no mistake, his job was to keep the union together. The, what's, what, yes, that was his job. That's what he wanted to do is keep the union together. Let me ask you this question. What separated the, what separated the states from, what, what made it separate? The removal of slavery. So yes, his job, his want to put it together, this, you, this reinterpretation of Abraham Lincoln. And one of the things that made me the maddest is, is when they show it and they're trying to make these points. And then they show the statue where he's patting the, 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 the bronze statue. It's Lincoln patting the, uh, the black dude on the, on the top of the head. Did you, you know what I'm talking about? No. It's, it's, it's a statue. It it exists. It's in DC. I don't know if it's still there anymore. They may have taken it down. That was paid for by an ex-slave to uh, honor Lincoln. The, a black ex-slave paid for, had it made to honor the great emancipator. Now, here's where I get, this is why I get defensive about it. Uh, I understand in this part, and I thought this was, this is key, and I never really thought about it this way, but I do think it's important. When she said the real, ab- the, the initial ab- abolitionists, the real abolitionists were black. And it's somehow Frederick Douglass, Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman, but and the others that we aren't right, famous, right, right. but they're overshadowed by Abraham Lincoln because of a white man. I'm sorry, all those other people were great abolitionists and they did what they needed to do. Uh, that is true. That's true. But it took a white man to sneak into the White House to make those changes. It was not going to be a black man. It was not going to be a black abolitionist. It was not going to be that. The only way that was getting done is the way that it got done. And I just wanted to say this. As a Jew, during World War II, this country did not want to go save Jews. The United States did not want to go say they wanted to stay out of that war. Uh, the president at the time, uh, uh, Roosevelt, mm-hmm. not for the Jews, by the way, but Jews hold him in high regard because he did go there. When they were, when, when the troops were coming in and they were taking over the concentration camps and they were freeing these Jews, I don't think of one Jew turned and looked at him and go, do you like Jews? Are you okay with Jews? We're okay with you. I just want to make sure because when I write my book, I, I just want to make sure that I say, they didn't even like us. They just came because they were told to. Your, your cadence got a little Jewy there. Yeah, it was supposed to. Like Jews, yeah, like it was Jews. supposed to. But go ahead. Yeah, I, that's not the point. Right. <laughs> we're trying to reevaluate and rewrite 
And, and I understand that black people get your credit in for what you did. I'm not denying any of that, but they exist together. And somehow this rewriting in order to get your credit, it does not have to demean Lincoln. They can both be together. I, I, I think uh, Frederick Douglass should be elevated because his position with Lincoln w- was uh, different. But let me, let's, let's not make any mistakes about this. We're going to read about it, and you can go and read, and you'll see that there was disagreements, hearty disagreements between F- Frederick Del- Douglass and Lincoln. And they had convers- th- th- these conversations are important. But of course they're going to be different because one has an agenda and the other one has another has a same similar agenda. But Frederick Douglass in no way is going to not want all. Lincoln is going to give the pieces that he can to get it done. There's two different there's two different goals. And Frederick Douglass is not wrong for his goal. And Lincoln is not wrong for his goal. Let me let me jump ahead to on the same wavelength. Because this, when they when they showed this, it brought me to something that, you know. Uh, so, when Donald Trump says, "I have done more for black people, or as much for black people, as Abraham Lincoln," now I went prior to this conversation. I think he said since Abraham Lincoln, or since Abraham Lincoln. But the insinuation being, I'm for the brothers because you know. I'm like Abraham Lincoln, goddammit. Look what I did for you niggas. You know, prior to us having this conversation with those two Lincoln quotes and then Donald Trump saying that, I went, and do you see why motherfuckers, how could you be black and stand for Donald Trump when he's, you know, basically putting him in the same uh, hierarchy as a guy who clearly was racist? And again, I'm not necessarily know that I'm 100% in but based on how you delivered it, I could kind of see a little bit. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm confused on the Lincoln thing. Because when you said it like that, it did make me go, mm, okay. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know. When Lincoln, Lincoln had already set up, was setting up everything for after the war, Reconstruction. Let me, let, let, let's do this. Let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this this way. This is, I think, it solves the problem. Um, if Lincoln wasn't for ending sla- abolishing slavery, if Lincoln wasn't for the Reconstruction to bring uh, to to uh, for blacks in the South, in the South, it's very important because in the North there was there's a delay, and this is a, something that wasn't talked about in this or, and doesn't get talked about often. There is a delay for the North, but if he wasn't willing to do that, why? Did he get shot in the back of the head at the theater from the Southern sympathizers? I I have no dude. My education on all of this, I'm telling you, I need to see the movie Lincoln with Daniel Day Lewis. Okay, because it was against what they wanted. He is doing what he knows needs to be done. A, a lot of people say he's just doing it because he knows that this is the better design for America. Yeah. It is the better design for America. You're right. It is. It, but is that not because he understands that black people shouldn't be slaves? But is, that a, but, but is that a better design for America as all of us or better design for America for white folks? No, for all of us. Because there is no free America without freedom for blacks in, his, in, in, the, in the idea of abolishing slavery. There isn't. 
it goes against when he talks about look, read. You got to read his, uh, his speeches. If you read his speeches and you break down what he's talking about, he's talking about that America fucked up by continuing with slavery. You got to go back and do more research. I understand that. Uh, I, and this is why I, I really do like this documentary, because as much as I disagree with certain aspects overall, I love this doc. And it was hard for me because I wanted to go, they're not getting this, they're not saying this. Little things like the statue, like they're trying to bring you in to a place that I don't agree with the way that they're doing this. But the information and what they talk about is outstanding. And the idea when we go to the fact that, uh, that, that uh, the black abolitionists didn't get credit and it is, it does fall to the whites and it does look like, oh, well, look, the white savior complex, right. which we talked about. And we have talked about this on the podcast. Right. But it's, it's more than that. And to, uh, so I, I love that we are bringing it up, but that doesn't, I, I think these are two different things. You do not have to diminish Lincoln to raise up the other people, uh, other black people in this instance, you can bring both up. It's it, it's it's almost it's almost counterproductive to me, and this is just my thought of diminishing. Anytime you have to diminish somebody to bring yourself up, you're not really doing. Uh, you're not bringing yourself up. You're you're changing the playing field. You're just lowering something so that you feel. Cat better. Williams just entered the chat. But that's what I'm saying. You can you can bring up all these other because and that's what I think we're kind of doing right now. We're trying to give people their moment and we're not doing a great job at it because America does things through like movies. Hey, we're going to make a movie. We're going to let everybody know in the general public. Look, look how cool this person was and what they did. I'm dying to get your opinion. We only got three minutes left, but so I'm dying to get your opinion on this. No, no, no. So what do you think about the Donald Trump quote then? Donald Trump actually, and I hate to say this. Because it, 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 I, I'm not, I am not wanting another Donald Trump presidency. As I'm looking at it, it almost seems unavoidable. Uh, I didn't think we'd get to this place. I really didn't. The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, but he wasn't lying. Donald Trump did do a lot of things that benefited the black community, but he's the wrong person to do it, and they're going to sell him. They're what do you mean when you say he's the wrong person to do it? The liberals want. The, the liberal side, the Democratic Party wants credit for doing both. And I'm asking you this because I'm, I'm going to throw your own point back at you. If you say he's done a lot for black people, which is good, then why shouldn't he be the person to do it if he's the baby killer but got the cure for cancer? Because he doesn't have the decorum and the humility to be a great president. He, he might. And be- I think black people don't give a fuck about that as long as he can do for us. Okay. Well, that nigga tell it like it is. He tell the truth. He really a nigga. That's some of the black excerpts okay. about him. Because he doesn't he doesn't get as much done as he could get done if he was able to say things in a different way. He doesn't always have to be this guy. There's no one wants someone on the edge all the time. I mean, if you're in a relationship and with a person that's calm and they have some needs and they have things, you usually <clears throat> are a little bit more uh, receptive to what they want. This guy is, is, you know, Tony Montana on the fucking balcony, <laughs> taking out everybody that's coming. That that people are going to come for you in this position, and they're going to come for him because he isn't the one that they want in that position. And you want someone that gets off on the idea that I'm there and they can't do anything about it, not someone who gets off on the idea that I'm going to take them all out because they didn't want me here in the first place. We want you to do the business, not take care of your personal business. 
I, I, I think he's been, I, I think he was shit on. I, I think that it's funny because we have two white guys that want to be president. One, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. And the other one who's done, who thinks he's done more for black people than, oh, than basically Abraham Lincoln. I, I think we got two white people that are trying to run for black office and neither one of them, I think should be the ones to get it, to be honest, yeah. but it doesn't take someone who's pro black. This is, this is how, this is how this country should be run. It doesn't take someone that's pro black to be in the white house, to make black people's lives better. It takes someone that's pro American, that's pro constitution, that's pro the, the, uh, the, the strength of what this country was supposed to be and to follow those directions and it will be better. Uh, Lyndon Johnson. I mean, it's very funny. It was, we, we watched the doc with Lyndon Johnson and what did Lyndon Johnson say? What did the, uh, um, the, uh, I forgot who it was. I forgot who it was. I'm sorry. But when, when Kennedy was out of the white house, when Kennedy was assassinated and Lyndon Johnson went in, they said, I think we can do something with this guy. They had a guy that was pro black. We're going to do, you know, but they knew they could only go so far with him because he didn't know how to work with black people or it wasn't around black people the same (coughs) way that Lyndon Johnson, who used the N word, every other word, right. Who wasn't the, the, the nicest man that had, uh, all his meetings when he was taking a shit, he would make his guy stand around him to take notes. Well, who doesn't? Yeah. Anyway, he's just, he wasn't, he wasn't a, a very, he cl- wasn't the classiest guy in the world and he wasn't the nicest and sweetest, but he got, he got more done. You don't need someone that's pro-black, pro-white. You don't need it. You need someone that's pro-American. That's what Donald Trump should be running on because if he did that, he wouldn't have such a problem. He runs on some other, and that's what he is. That's what people who want to vote for him is because he's pro-American. He's putting America first. He's saying that. I don't know that he's going to put Americans over his agenda. I, I, I have a problem with him. I think there's better people for the job. He's also old. He's old. He's fat. He's has. We're worried about Biden dying in the White House. Uh, this guy eats Big Macs and is well overweight and can uh, combust at any moment. So I don't know. Just yes. because you're healthy doesn't mean you're not going to have a heart attack and die in office. Right. Um, dude, you've never thought about seriously, like maybe switching gears a little bit and trying to figure out how to do political comedy because you know a lot about this shit, history. Politics. You never thought about going down the Lewis Black or Bill Maher road? No, nah. no, nah. no. Nah. Nah, I, 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 I mean, maybe, maybe if I really enjoyed it. But right. you know, you know, you have to, you have to educate yourself all the time. You have to read. You have to get you up on put things. It work. It's not that I don't want to put up the work, but like, like <coughs> I, I started to do the some some reading on Sally Hemings, and then I was like, oh, man, you know, it's depressing sometimes. <laughs> You're like, Jesus Christ. Christ, you know, I don't, you know, and, and, and I like Tom, this is the problem. I like Thomas Jefferson, not for what he, not for the bad side of Thomas Jefferson, for the 20 something year old guy that basically started a country and wrote some uh, really enduring piece of uh, 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 enduring constitution. Uh, And then, then you see who they really are, you know, and it's, 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 it's rough. It's rough. And I, and I, I feel disgusted and dirty by it at the same time folks it's called stamp from the beginning on netflix i only really added one other note but my note was more maybe comical um come on guess the note it's almost over yeah i was just gonna say you know when they showed a king kong footage 
Yeah. And it's like, you know, the insinuation always being that black men are so sexually hyper and we just these out of control, my dick, my dick animals that we lust for white women to the point where we, we know what they're trying to say. King Kong is an ape, so therefore he's a black man lusting for this white woman. They couldn't have made King Kong still keep the name, but why not a giant giraffe? Do you think a giant giraffe is what's going to do? Paw her with a... With yeah, why not? If a, if a giant monkey can exist, then anything can exist. It's a giant monkey. Or, or a giant elephant. He could grab her with his trunk. I, I actually... Oh, well, see, my question to you was this. I actually did see an elephant grab a woman with a... With oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. They can do a lot of shit with that. But here was my question. Um, is that one of those classic cases of if you're white, you'd go, oh, you're overthinking it. Or do you think that was on purpose? I don't know. To insinuate. It's too obvious not to think that somebody has that in mind. But how, okay, let's say we want to write this. How else do you write it? Do you, do you, what giant animal do you, you pick? Godzilla, we picked, you know, Godzilla is picked because of the radiation, because when they got bombed, they-, they But isn't that a Japanese yeah, character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, yeah. They, but I'm just saying, that's right. the story of King Kong, right. this big beast. But you wanted, if you wanted to have tension, uh, yeah, but they, they could have made it a black woman, I guess. But does the story work? Yes, it's worked so well that they've made a gazillion of them. And okay, and let's, let's do the sexuality part a little bit. Black people have a different sexuality because of uptight white people at the time. We're talking about uh, people that look, were so stiff and black people, we have the music we have because black people were loose. And when I say loose, I don't mean loose. I mean, loose, cool, had some swagger, move. They, yeah, they they danced confidence. Yeah, they danced and they had a groove to them that did have some. That if you looked at it from a sexual orientation only, yeah, it's it's, it's spicy. And listen, good dancing does have some sexual rhythm to it. it Hispanic, the Mexican side, Hispanic dance, salsa oh, music, it all has that. Yeah. White people didn't have that. Oh, the polka doesn't have sexuality oozing out of it. So of course that is. It, it's. I know it was used that way, but it was used that way because of an under-sexualized community looking at a, a healthy community. So again, do you think it was done purposely with that intent? Let's make it a gorilla because that's a black man. I, I, I'll say this, it fits the narrative, and I, I wouldn't disagree that that had some aspect of it that is correct, but tell me what you use other than a gorilla to make that movie. For it to work? Yeah. Because if you could come up with anything, I'll give you 100% on it. But right now I have to go, yeah, maybe it's 25, 50% of it, but it doesn't work any other way. I can't think of anything else that works. Giant horse. Yeah. But they could have done, okay, let, let me just ask you this. If they would have said there's an albino monkey, about albino gorilla, oh, okay. and it's white, yes. and it wants this white woman, then they would have said, then the, the thing would be, well, why did it have to be white? We know the gorillas are black, and they made it white because they wanted to be strong and powerful because the strong yeah. gorilla would be the white yeah. the white one, yeah. not, not the black one. Get a brother shot. There's no way this works without... Because of racism, it's racist. It right. isn't racist on its own. Right. All right. That's a show, man. That is a show. That was fun. We didn't, and you know what? We did a good job of keeping it yeah, what you, it was. You know, I, I said after our last 
uh, argument. I was like, you know, Aries, you got to check yourself. Even when the, there's tension, just relax. You know, just relax. Well, I don't want there to be any tension. I think this was a great conversation. No, it was, but I, there was one point where if I didn't catch myself, we was going to go there. But I always get, I get, I, I'll throw white people under the bus every day and you tend to gently drive over black people. <laughs> 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 or when you throw white people under the bus, I pull them out from under it. I stand them up, and then I roll over them again. <laughs> That's his show. What do we call this? The dates, the dates. Uh, I don't know. Big black gorillas. <laughs> under, under the bus. <laughs> under the bus. I like under the bus. Uh, let's see. Let's give me these dates. <clears throat> dates. Listen, man, we're at, you know what? Real quick, man. We were at Addison. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Addison, Texas. We had a bunch of sold out shows here. Yeah. I say we. Aries had a bunch of sold out, yeah, sold out shows seven here. Seven shows, uh, seven, six of them sold out. And the one that didn't was five seats away from it. Uh, what a, a great, a great weekend. Uh, thanks for coming out and supporting. Oh, and I want to give a shout out to somebody. Oh, oh I, the show towels. This. I want to show this before. This is the second time this happened when we were in Bridgeport, Connecticut. A dude brought Andy some Martha Stewart towels. The fact that this happened again by someone else, different city, but these went a little bit deeper. They have stitching on them. Look what it says. Wash your ass, Mr. Steinberg. Uh, and there's other ones, and they all say there's, there's, there's four of them, and they all say different things. The other one says, don't forget to wash the balls, and one says face, and one says ass. Listen, the gentleman who brought this out to me, thank you so much. I know you were trying to get a shirt, and then you got over to Aries, and it got crazy, and it was busy, and we never got to say, I didn't get your name. Please follow me on Instagram, Andy Comedy on Instagram. Everybody can follow me on Instagram, but please, sir, follow me. Let me have your name. Uh, I want to give you, I want to shout you out. I really appreciate you bringing that. It was just kind of funny. It was cool. Uh, I appreciate it. And, so, and you know what? Y'all bringing Andy shit. Bring me some stuff I like. Bring me your wife. <laughs> uh, next week, guys, uh, first time, uh, no, not first time, second time at Magooby's Joke House in Timonium, Maryland. Uh, that's going to be January 18th to the 21st. February 8th to the 10th, uh, we're going to be for the very first time at Mesquite Street Pizza Southside. It doesn't sound like your career is moving up when I say it that way. No, it feels like it's going backwards. <laughs> I'm not knocking you guys over at Mesquite Street Pizza Southside. It's just a weird name for a yeah, comedy club. Yeah. Uh, that's in Corpus Crispy. Crispy. Corpus Crispy. <laughs> Look at that sound like a, a burnt human hey, being. Yeah, Corpus Christi. Uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. We'll be out there February 8th to the 10th. It's our first time out there. Looking forward to it. Come out and support, guys. We're interested. I can't wait to see what this is all about. February 15th to the 18th, we're at Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo, New York. February 23rd to the 24th, we're at the Funny Bone in Albany, New York. Uh, March 15th through the 16th, we're at Cincinnati Funny Bone in Liberty Township, which is just the Cincinnati area. Uh, February 22nd through the 23rd, we're at the Funny Bone in Virginia Beach. And uh, March 29th through the 31st, we're at the Funny Bone in Columbus, Ohio. Then uh, we're doing a little bit of our uh, one-nighters at uh, some uh, theater shows. We're going to be at Broward Center uh, for the Performing Arts in Fort Lauderdale. That's April 5th. Uh, April 11th, we're going to be at River Creek uh, Resort Casino. It's River Creek, sorry. Uh, Resort Casino in Enoch, and that's in Alberta, Canada. That's April 11th. April 12th, we're going to be at Great Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary. 
April 13th through 14th. We come back to the States. We're at Syracuse, New York. That's April 13th through the 14th. April 15th, we're at Danforth Music Hall in Toronto. Um, then April 19th to the 21st. Yes. You need anything? You need anything? We're going to be at the Cleveland Improv. You can see my boy Frank. Uh, April 17th, we're at Broward Center. Uh, Broward Center in Ottawa, Canada. Uh, then April 28th, the, the 20, uh, no, just 28th, we're at the Olympia in Montreal, followed by April 30th, <coughs> Bella Rose Art Center in Halifax, Nova Scotia. After that, we're going to be, I'm just going to give this real quick, May 2nd through the 5th, we're going to be coming to Portland, Oregon, where uh, they tried to uh, get rid of your boy in Ooh. the Helium, Portland, Oregon, the, uh, the, the city did. Uh, Get rid of my boy. You're uh, my, my my Jewish brother, and you're you like him as a comedian. I'm trying to remember his name. He's on everything all the time, uh, talking about Israel. Oh, Michael Rappaport. Yeah, Rappaport. Yeah, I don't really have love for Mike Rappaport no more. Really? Yeah, because he was on some bullshit with me. He was. He, yeah, uh, yeah. He. Uh, they were trying to. They're trying to picket him and get him so that he couldn't do his shows out. In, really? Yeah. No. And I and I want to give him a shout out only because he stood strong and he was doing his shows and he embraced the hate. So. Mm. I, I want to give a, <clears throat> a condolences to Fallen Soldier, uh, who was a podcast listener, uh, Angel X. Uh, if you're still listening, brother, uh, suck all of my dick. Because uh, this nigga wrote me an email based on my post about Cat Williams and goes, Aries, blah, 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 you're a phony. So I let this nigga have it. We went back and forth, back and forth. So I'm assuming he doesn't listen anymore. Uh, and the thing that really pissed me off is what I always say on this podcast, people are stupid and they don't pay attention. You people, you know, it's like when Andy says, do your research. You guys hear me say things and somewhere along the line, you lose focus. Because if you really listen to what I'm saying, I have already addressed what you're accusing me of or you're saying I either did or didn't do. So when you go, oh, you're a phony because you said that, did you really listen to what I said? If you really listen to what I said word for word, your assessment is completely off. So, you know, yeah, Angel X, I don't know if, you know, I assume you, you're you not listening no more, but you might pull a brand and cork saka and still listen because you like that kind of abuse. It's Angel X. Angel X, yeah. if you do me a favor, if you're not listening anymore, I, I understand. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to say anything to you about it because you got to do what you got to do. But before you go, can you like and subscribe? Oh, there you go. Everybody else, like and subscribe. Hit that button. Tell a friend. It is. And also remember, May, is it May 11th, Boston, Wilbur? Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't say that one. I'm sorry. Here, I, I'll, I'll throw that out there. I only went to May 2nd. Fucking Boston, kid. The Wilbur did it. You've you know, been fucking asking me when we're coming. We're fucking that coming. Was the, that was the very next one. May 11th, Wilbur Theater uh, in Boston. And, Looking forward to that. That's my first time out there, too. And then May 18th, <clears throat> Hulu Theater, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's the one that you uh, The links for Boston Wilbur are out now. You can purchase. New York isn't up yet. It'll be closer towards the date. It's because a lot of people that hit me up asking, yo, when can I get the tickets? Where are the links? They, it, it, it's going to be a minute, but just know, you know, you know. Here it is. That's the show.
from here on, nothing goes down unless I'm involved. No blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing. A nickel bag is sold in the park. I want in. <laughs> you guys got fat while everybody stopped on the street. It's my turn. Hmm. You think you're gonna live long enough to spend that money, you fucking hump? If any of you are tired of getting ripped off by guys like that, you come with me. I'm at the Plaza Hotel. You're welcome. You're welcome. Enjoy. <laughs> 